Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery. Monday Distillery is a new age beverage company revolutionising the way we look at having a night out with friends. They make sophisticated, non-alcoholic beverages that are sugar-free and full of social graces. Now you can enjoy a good time, love what you drink and love yourself the next day too. Stay high in spirits, keep a clear mind. Cheers to Monday. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today I am super excited. I have the amazing Fiona Lachlan today in the Zoom room. She's an amazing comedian. I'm about three quarters of the way through her incredible book, which I actually saw on someone posted on Instagram last week. And I thought, oh, I've got to get that. So I did. And I'm just absolutely loving it. Thank you so much, Fiona. I'm just so honored to have you on. Oh, Danny, it's a pleasure. I love that that's how you got the book. Uh, that's what I love about social media and this whole connection that people have, oh. the sober community too, where everyone's just sharing all sorts of information. And things. I've only just tapped into this, the oh, sober oh. community online. It's incredible. It's really cool because everyone has each other's backs in a major way and they share just amazing resources. So this book, I thought, oh, yes, got to get that and went and downloaded it straight away and I've just I've just loved it I like I t- said to you before I've just been bawling oh of it today because it really resonated with me um most of my podcast listeners know that one of the reasons I quit was because you know to be a better mum I yep. want to be a better and more present mum for my kids and I'd let them down a few times and some of the things that you talk about with letting the kids down. Do you just give the listeners, we don't want to give away the whole story because we want them to go and listen to it, but do you mind just giving the listeners just a, a brief on your mammoth journey that you've had with alcohol? Well, I could give this, I could give the listeners a spoiler alert. Yeah, go. I lived. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Hold on to your hats, though. Yeah. What a... What a ride it was. I think it's it's the same story in essence of everybody's story, but I guess the incongruity of my geography and, and familial landscape 
but um, gosh, the freedom of, I don't even know what it is that's connecting this book to so many people. I can't actually explain what that is, Mm. but all I know is that it's happening and it's exactly who I was. I, I wrote the book with, obviously to explain myself to my fan, to the people who love me. Mm. But also I really wanted it to be a book for the recurrent relapser. Yeah, that's the heartbreaking thing. Like I'm 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 so with you in the book and, and when you you're back on the wagon, I'm like, yeah, she's got it this time and then this <laughs> mammoth relapse will happen. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my sister Kate Kate, you know, obviously she lived it, you know, pretty up close. Yeah. But she said herself, she's reading the book and she's screaming, no, no, don't do it, don't, don't do it. And it just gets worse. <laughs> like each relapse is like, holy fuck, can this get mm. any worse? And it's just mm. like bigger and bigger. And when you had that first 12 months off and then you said you were relapsing every three months or so and that were just that were just getting more and more horrendous. Yeah. But even back then in the story, that wasn't even the tip of the iceberg yet. No, it was... I remember Hannah Gadsby saying to me one day, you, you would have made a great miner. And I didn't know what she meant. What did she <laughs> mean? <people. laughs> rock bottom. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so many rock bottoms. Oh, my God. So, you know, obviously the, the drinking sort of came in and as, as it does with the progressive nature of alcohol, it got bigger and bigger. The main part of the story where everything turned is when someone, a friend offered you a whiskey shot in the morning to get over a hangover. Yeah. And it think, really progressed. 11 o'clock in the morning, one Sunday morning. Um, and then I knew I had a solution, mm. another solution. Yeah. Because alcoholism... In the beginning of the merry dance, there's a lot of solution, mm, yeah. and it was such a solution to me. I could escape immediately, and it's only as I age and look back. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a solution alcohol was, you know, to to get on with the mammoth job that I had, which was, you know, raising these kids <laughs> and keeping everyone happy. That's apparently my job, and that's codependency. Mm. You know, I, I never forget when I left rehab and I was told if I don't get hold of my codependency, I won't have a you know chance in hell of getting on top of my alcoholism. And I really didn't take the time to understand what codependency even was. It's such a wonderful thing to um, to have. What other disease? Do you get where the treatment continues to reveal yourself to you? You know, I had no idea sobriety was so meaningful. Mm. What's made it meaningful for you this time around? I think that I've named what it was that I was going through and the book has helped me enormously. I have no idea that the book would have given me purpose, a real purpose, because I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of anything other than my behaviours when I was intoxicated. Yeah. which are nothing more, nothing less than a side effect of the disease, which is alcoholism. And they're not possible without alcohol. Those behaviours no. don't exist without alcohol. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One thing I say to people um, all the time is that I, I call alcohol a sneaky bitch. And I always say to my, the people who I work with as well, like, you've got to look at it and see it for what it is and go, you sneaky fucking bitch. Like, I see mm. you. I see what yeah. you are to do. And how it gets in your ear and, you know. Oh, yeah. And I see its physicality in, you know, 
I look back and go, oh, my God, it must have been doing cartwheels. Oh, yeah, she's, we've got her now. Yeah, and it just gets it claws. Um, my husband, Ash, he refers to his alcoholic little demon thing, his little person. He sees it very visually as well, and he sees it like this little, I hope this isn't too offensive for people, but a little demon masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. When he's, he's like, come on, come on. And then, he, then he'd have a drink and it'd be like, like that's right. <laughs> and, and that's what it's like, isn't it? It's it just, it's sneaky. And it, it, comes it is so sneaky. You know, the heartbreak of relapsing because then, you know, you have knowledge. So that knowledge must immediately dealt with. Yeah. That's the first port of call when one is relapsing. So what does that require? So much alcohol. Mm. By the time you've killed the knowledge enough to enjoy the respite, you are literally legless, and in my case, near to hospital. Yeah. It's so tricky, this disease. I am very grateful to have it because of the healing that mm-hmm. I've experienced through recovery, uh, healing of all type of things, mostly, I think, being having been raised and, and wifed <laughs> in a very patriarchal era. It infuriates me that this substance, that the general population, you know, they can just have with impunity and don't have to think. Yeah. What, where is that fair? Mm. You know, if we levitate, go up and look down, what is this again? Oh, this is a substance humans drink. It makes them feel, you know, relaxed. They laugh a lot when they're on it. They dance when they're on it. They do it most Friday, Saturday nights, weddings, you know. But this percentage of people, which is, you know, 10% of all drinkers, this stuff is ruinous to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we'll kill you. But fortunately for society, fortunately, as it kills you, it makes that you behave like a complete fucking asshole. So you take all the heat. You know, this isn't about the system or governments. Or, this is about human beings and how we are to each other. Yeah, and ourselves. And ourselves. Like, for God's sake, I'm still to be shamed for my disease. And it's really interesting to me where support comes from and where it doesn't. You hear this nonsense and this poo-pooing of connected technical era. It's fucking brilliant, this era. You know, I've had nothing but really wholehearted, open-minded kindness shown to me online and not one troll. There's nothing even passive-aggressive out there. And yet in my own familial friendship landscape, no knocks on the door, two text messages and maybe one phone call since the book came out. How true. Um, that's a bit harsh that's no but i think that's the that's what the case is i'm glad i can be testament to it yeah yeah because this is what happens yeah that's unfortunate i mean i guess if people are along coming along on this ride too and they see the you know the relapses and things like that it can be hard for people sometimes to go okay this is the one yeah true i know my my mum's an addict not alcohol but prescription pills she's not been on them for a long time but as a child i could then i could really relate as well to with your kids but you know that this roller coaster that you go along and this, this is it this is it now you know and then boom. when is it over yeah and it can be hard, but I'm in full support of people moving forward. And it's, you know, I hate this whole shame thing because like we were saying before, none of it's possible without the alcohol anyway. Yeah. And it's, that's what's really important for people to remember that it's not, it's not us or any of us that can't handle our booze or we get the can't stops. It's this yeah. substance that's available <laughs> everywhere. And, you know, unfortunately I feel like we've, 
numbed out this part of us, this spiritual side of us and the self-love part of us. It's too easy to just numb it just with this drink and, you know, we're not tapping in. And anyone, you know, looking at an addict, any addict in recovery has basically had to, they do have some insight. You can't get sober without. Mm, Yeah, that's true. You know, so this notion of the shame, our shame is very private and personal and we can't, I can't recall every hurtful, shameful thing I've done because you can grab an image and they're priceless and they're born of shame, but they're like miracles. And mine is a snapshot I've got of Tess in the taxi on the way to boarding school after I was too drunk, too too hungover, too wrecked to take these beautiful teenage girls formal shopping. Oh, that was heartbreaking, that one. Yeah. But see, that that is, in all its horror... That picture of Tess that I have in my mind is, and, and then you relive that by just pulling up that image. And therein, there is the miracle because you are able to see what you are capable of doing to another human. Mm. As soon as you can see that, what you are capable of, and the only thing that needs to be taken out of the picture is vodka forever or everything vodka stands for you know you've got to take the lowest moments everything is a weird tool Mm. you've got to keep them in your kit bag but we certainly don't need them thrown at us no no you definitely don't but it's so what I love about the book is just how honest you are like everything that you go into and these things that you share I mean there's such big things to share so openly because of who you are you know, it's, it's right out there and it's, you're so open for judgment. I just think bravo to you for just being so honest and saying this is what happens because that is the hard stuff. When it's, a, when it's affecting your kids, that's the thing that gets you really, you know, yes. something to piss off your friends and you, you know, show your tits at a party or whatever, you know. Exactly, yeah. But when it's affecting your kids, that's where it really gets you and, and you feel more open to judgment. So I love just how honest you are. And you said that, alcohol can make you so selfish and you'll put alcohol before your kids it's so true because I see that all the time and have done that myself at times you know when we were drinking and it's it's devastating but the great thing is kids are resilient to a degree and they forgive us and love us and they do they just hate being lied to you know and that's what an addict does more than anything you know Hmm. it's that crazy insanity of the first drink that's the that's the nutball Yes. And every, every time in the book where it's like, where you go and you find, oh, fuck that bit where you went into that woman's house. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> drank half of it. <laughs> can you imagine what that, can you imagine the joy of that when I found it there? Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, she couldn't. No, she couldn't. She's not. She did. <laughs> oh, my God. And somebody knows somebody who knows who they are. Yes. And, um, that, that woman's now in a nursing home, apparently, but the kids, she has adult children, probably my age, and anyway, apparently one of them was telling the story of the day their mother declared and vowed that Fiona O'Loughlin had been in her living room that day, but she was, she, she was just at the start of dementia, so they never knew until the book came out that it was real. Oh, my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's amazing. So she never figured it out that you were in there. Like she knew you were there, but she didn't know you were swigging half of her. I don't think so. No. Oh my God. Oh, that was a terrible day. Bleak, 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 bleak day. (laughs) 
It's, it's... But I know that th this book is being read through two eyes, you know, and it's extraordinary to me the people that are alcoholic that are receiving it so well. Oh, yeah. The other thing is I know I'm talking directly to alcoholics and I love that in a book myself, you know, when you when you know it's an alcoholic who is speaking, you know, oh, yeah. and you, you completely, there's so much you don't even have to explain. The thing is, Fiona, there's, there are so many people that are alcoholics, but there's also those people that are teetering on the edge or the others that are just, they're just full of shame about their drinking. They might just be binge drinkers. But I think everyone can relate to this book. I think people are wanting to feel that connection with other people that are suffering because yeah, right. everyone gets it and everyone's, no one's immune to it. Everyone is fucked up when they're they're drunk at some unless they're I don't know who but you know most yeah. people of us who get the current stops we're fucked up in one way or another yeah 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 so it just makes it so relatable and the fact that it just keeps happening <laughs> makes it like wow I'm nowhere near as bad as she was <laughs> there's hope you know it gives me yeah. so much hope or even if they are at that level where they're that's where they're at to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel and that's what you're offering mm. that's amazing and I love that my husband, Ash, wrote a book called Surf by Day, Jam by Night, the year that he quit alcohol. And I don't know if you know of Wayne Dyer. I talk about him constantly. Oh, my God. I would not be sober without him. Oh, me either. I love Wayne. Wayne's my spirit father. I love him. But Wayne once said, an author writes the book that they need to hear or something along the lines of that. And, and what you just said earlier, too, that you were writing it in real time and it was yeah. exactly what you needed. Um, and Ash was the same when he wrote his, he just got so much insight from writing his book. Yes. I'm ready to crack on with book three. It's incredible how much reveals itself to you, you know? Oh, wow. I can't wait for that. <laughs> you know, the other part that really touched me in the book was the letter that you wrote to Mary Agnes the night before she was born. Ah. Oh God, that was so beautiful. Just... Oh, thank you. Oh, that That's... makes me just, I was like, <laughs> just it's just such a wonderful wonderful book and I just absolutely when I went back thank you so much when I was last in our springs I saw that on the show on the bookshelf it's a paper mache yellow notebook and it's still there just Mary's book yeah that oh, I wrote <laughs> so gorgeous so beautiful so just tell us when you got to the part where on this this now sober journey that you're on now when you got to that rock bottom again, what tools are you using? What can you sort of share with people that's sort of getting you through day to day? Um, well, you must deal with it every day and pretty swiftly, you know, first thing in the morning. I pray, you know, mm. before I even move. <laughs> it's so easy because I'm just asking a universal spirit, which I believe is a combination of all of us. It's as simple as the world works way better if Fiona Allotman doesn't drink. That's what I can do. It's Wayne Dyer. How may I serve? And obviously, if I'm going to serve, then I must be sober. So it's it's in a way, if it wasn't so thrilling and exciting, I would be torn up with fury at the time wasting because it seems so simple to me. Now. But it's just too delicious to care about. Maybe it wouldn't be this delicious if I didn't have to go such a long way around it. Yeah. If, uh, you know, pardon the pun, if I could bottle it, I would. It's so much better than it's just living and it's worth it. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. And you write the script, you know? Yeah, and it's not over yet. The script isn't over, actually. I was just thinking that the other day that this story hasn't ended yet and there's still time to rewrite the script. Yes. Know? But everybody... I 
I came across something last year and hats off to the, you know, the online community, what's out there on the internet. It's incredible. If you go looking for good, Mm. you can, you can change your life, literally change your thinking, change your life. I have had such an open mind and I started with Wayne Dyer. And when you look at everything we put into our mind over the course of 16 hours, and I'm just putting, you know, what I think is really good, good spiritual stuff into me Mm. at least 20 minutes a day. And my life is unrecognizable. And yet I guess on paper, it's not that flash, but Bloody hell, it feels good. I totally agree. This is one thing I say to everybody. One of the main things and one thing that keeps you on track is keeping the spiritual input up. And particularly in that first, well, I still do every single day. I've either got a podcast or some Wayne or, you know, or Eckhart or anyone, Oprah, anything. Yeah, anything positive. Yeah, and it's a must. So every day I walk on the beach here and that's what I've got something going in. And it just helps keep you on track. There's almost a movement of people doing it and it's making a massive difference. Mm. I'm such a born optimist though. I've got a couple of my kids who uh, listen to Abraham Hicks or whoever it may be, you know, and really dig it and really get the essence of it. And it's a very simple philosophy. You know, the most important moment of your life is right now. Yeah. And the most important person in your life is well, you, the person in front of me. Um, and that's all we have to do. And then breathe in and out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Repeat and yeah. live a happy life. Yeah. And this is one thing I get so sad for people that are still stuck in this cycle. Like I've got one friend at the moment, just so much denial and so much like getting wasted and, and just all like the messages and the drunk phone calls and everything like that that happen. And then, the next day, you know, there's the remorse. And then a few days later, the amnesia that happened, you know, like, no, I'm going to learn to moderate. And it's like, it's not going to happen. Like it just, Mm. and also at what point I was going to ask you this too, what do you think? Like, what point do you say to someone? Cause I'm always like, I tend to be a bit like, you'll be right. You know? Yeah. Okay. But I'm really getting to the point now where it's like, Oh, you're so not fucking okay. And it's hurting your kid, you know, but you don't want to be on your soapbox and you don't want to be this sober person that's, appearing judgmental and I'm so I think we're so scared of that but sometimes it needs to be said yeah and I think if it's really important to wait until they say something that you can really grab onto you know um, amnesia it's like a few days later it's like back on again because it's like they've forgotten that rock bottom exactly and I used to be that person and it's such a such a selfish thing to do to a friend mm, yeah it's really it's hard you know, sometimes with people, please stop, but you can't, they have yeah. to get there themselves. As you know, it's, it's a personal journey. And they do need practical help, but I actually had no business being in charge of my own life. You were saying that in the book that you just wanted to make enough money so that you could take a year off and be in, in rehab for a year. I knew I needed a year off, but mm. by then I was a very, very, very sick person. Mm. That's how eventually I did it. I rehabbed at home. Mm-hmm. with the help of one person. I'd love to roll up my sleeves and look at solutions to this. There's got to be solutions. I just had a good idea. You know how you have doulas for birthing? Maybe we need to have something like rehab doulas. Yeah. That come in. Jeez, Fiona, we could start a side hustle here. <laughs> exactly. A doula. Doulas. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Like someone that oh. just comes in and just helps and they play your Wayne all day and get you on your yoga mat and but like yeah. I love how you said 
that with all these rock bottom moments and that everything you've gone to in a nutshell that you wouldn't have changed it because it's so beautiful what's opening up to you now and what mm. i mean and maybe you wouldn't have gone so deep into yourself and into your the self-love mm. and everything like that had you not gone through what you've gone through so it yeah. can be a complete blessing and to see it like that rather than a failure or a fuck up yeah it's not all miracles are pretty yeah absolutely and it's it's like i live a different experience now there's nothing about me that wants to be seen or show off. Even though you're a famous comedian. I feel like I used to be a Labrador pup and now I'm a middle-aged cat. <laughs> I'll always have some kind of weird low-grade depression and that goes in waves. It's just manageable, having a manageable life. Mm. Oh, I've craved it. And now a purposeful life on top of that. Yeah. Because I can't see me chasing an audience again. But I've found an absolute love for recovery-based chat. Yeah, I could talk all day about this subject and that's how I intend to spend my life. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, that thing too, um, talk, you know, with the, the comedy and, and getting up and talking about being a crap mum and stuff, but that just kills me a bit because, like, it's funny and people can relate, but it's at what expense to yourself. I find yeah, really yeah, like, yeah. I guess trying to write comedy around this subject as well would be difficult as well without well, putting yourself down. Well, no, actually, the funniest show I've written is the comedy version of this book. Ooh. It was called Gap Year. It, it referred to, you know, having a year off being in the coma and homeless. I'm a very autobiographical comic, so whatever's happening, but it's really just observing people, the things we say and do. You know. mm. But I never thought I'd be, and it's not that I'm tired of it, I'm just way more excited about recovery. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Even Ash, he loves music and he loves being out on the road, and that was a big, the big challenge for him was just like you, he thought he couldn't perform sober, and then that realisation when it's like, actually, I'm fucking way better when I'm oh. <laughs> I love that in the book where you like that first night where you, yeah. oh, and it was like, and you screamed into the pillow. You were so happy that you could. So put- thrilled. And I really did think that was, that it was over. Cause that was, I guess my, my most pressing concern, you know, at the thought of giving up alcohol was always, I actually can't. As a whole, how much better is life now? Oh, having a relationship with a higher power is I just feel safe. I feel like I've come home, you know. This is the time for me, as in this season of my life, the third chapter. It's going to be a ripper because I'm not going to waste a second of it. Yeah, so good. It's so beautiful. Friends and family freaking out about, you know, everyone's my age, we're all getting hovering near to 60. And I've just, you know, and I've got friends that, you know, couldn't have more financially if they tried, freaking out about this 60 number. Um, and I'm literally back from the brink. I haven't even got a car yet, but I'm like, are you kidding me? We are going to eat this. You know, I can't wait to get a knife and fork and just eat the guts out of my sixties. <laughs> so excited. That's awesome. That's so cool. So just going back, if you know, going back to that Fiona about to swig on that whiskey the morning oh. after the hair of the dog, what would you tell her if you could give her some advice? I'll ask for help. Mm. Help yourself, girl. Yeah. But I didn't, I couldn't, I I didn't believe alcoholism was a disease. Mm. I believed I was bad. You've got nowhere to go from there. Yeah. We're not asking for special privileges, but my God, we do deserve more compassion. Yeah. Yeah. 
and to ourselves, you know, and just to say that, that you are not bad and telling yourself that you're not bad. It's not you. And it's, it's, there's has, there's no shame, you know, there's no shame because something's got the better of you doesn't make you bad. Yeah. If we could put out anything today in this podcast, I think that would be an amazing message to put out to people that, yeah, yeah. you're not a, you're not a bad person trying to be good. You're a sick person trying to be well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the gold right there. Well, this has just been amazing and I'm just so grateful for your time. And You're very good at what you do. Oh, How cool. <laughs> thank you. And so are you. I'm, I'm just, I cannot wait. I want to get you off so I can go listen to the rest of your book. I fucking <laughs> And I just urge anyone listening to this to go get this book because I absolutely love it. And I'll post about everything, you know, in the show notes and everything like that. Thank you, darling. And um, I just absolutely love it. And I just think you're so brave and so wonderful for getting out and just being so honest. Well, it's nothing to lose. You know, someone could come up with a photo of me fucking a donkey and I don't know, <laughs> I'd be able to say, yeah, that might've happened. <laughs> but, uh, oh God, the bit where you've woken up in the hotel and you've got that dude inside of you and I'm just like, no, God, please, no. Oh. And I think that's a lot of people's worst nightmares, you know, when you fuck up to that level and just doing those things that like, like we were saying before, it would never have happened if you weren't drunk and, and pissed. I remember saying to my husband, I am incapable of that incapable especially yeah. too with that with the catholic upbringing and things like, I know. That. like that's who goes down for infidelity when they've never even had an orgasm i know did you ever rectify that not yet oh geez you got to get up to byron they've got all these yoni specials i know i've got to go to byron the yoni massage every second woman's a yoni therapist or specialist or so the book truths from a an unreliable witness Yep, it's out now. You can get it on Audible. That's how I'm listening to it. Yeah. Oh, yes, because I read it myself on Audible. Yeah, which I love. My sister said that today. She's like, I'm getting it. I'm downloading it. Does she, does she read it herself? I was like, yes, which is great. I love that. Yeah, absolutely thoroughly enjoying it. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next and watch and hear about you eating up your 60s. Thanks, darling. Thank you so much, Fiona. See ya. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.